Hi. Good morning. Hi. Hey. Um, I can't stop listening to our last week episode. <laughs> oh my god. Why? Because you like to hear about your experience in Los Angeles. Yeah, I've been. Do you, you know just keep re- keep reminding yourself where you are. Do you know all week I've been <laughs> racking my brain with like LA stories and I have none. I'm like, what can I tell? I was about to say, Steven. let's see, let's see what she has cooking this week in in Los Angeles. All I did was just like pick up and move my suburban LA life. specific, please. No, I have nothing. I have nothing. <laughs> we maybe like the grocery stores. Like I went to pavilions. No. I guess that's a that must be a specific chain, but that's not really look the kind up. of information. Look it up, I was sweetie. Look- Google it. <laughs> that's not the kind of information I was looking for. Are you because... looking for me to reveal my address live on air? Because I will. <laughs> yes. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it like Price is Right style RIP, where you just like move the meter over one thing as you reveal the numbers, and okay. we all keep one guessing what the next <laughs> is the first number. <laughs> yeah. You're well, right. I have no LA specific stories. You have no LA specific stories, and um, that's unfortunate. You've had it. Everyone needs to bring something. No, I know. I'm sorry. Oh, because. <laughs> well, the reason that I was thinking about Los Angeles again is because, and how it could potentially impact your life, is because this movie is is so geographically specific mm-hmm. and yet it's not and, and yet, yet it's, it's not. not and yet the house looks like it's baked out of a tim burton movie you know and no one's around no one's around no one's so around. just like with me no one's around to fact check it yeah we, we could be anywhere we could be anywhere there were shots of driving though the bridge that we talked about this morning yeah 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 there were bridge they were definitely transit shots to get there for sure mm-hmm. we love a and transit shot and the horsies at the end Wait. They they cl- they clued me in that we were definitely, definitely in Rodanthe. In that was confusing. I was like, "Wait, were horses like a thing in this movie?" They were not. No, I mean they were they, barely. They, they came at the end, just but, at the end. But um, yeah, it's just it's an interesting movie that seems to be all about a specific place, and yet and and kind of the the history and the feelings wrapped up in this beach town, and yet. It seems like neither character has ever been there before. They have not. <laughs> Diane Lane, whose family allegedly had been there before, Colin Bull. Yeah. On Colin Bull, didn't well, look like it. Because the movie, when the movie starts, Nights in Rodanthe, it, mm-hmm. it begins with a flashback that I guess we're assuming is Diane Lane, right? On the beach. Unless, mm-hmm. because the movie starts with a young girl. A young kid. Like, I'm like, is that her little daughter? Yeah, now I'm thinking it's unclear where, like, who that is, whether it's the young girl or, uh, or Diane Lane herself. Yeah, I thought it was she chopped up all her hair. Amanda. I was really upset that we got a repeat performance by Mae Whitman. By Mae Whitman. (laughs) No offense. I'm sure she does better work later in life, but as a kid, it's the same. It's the same nonsense that it's she's the doing. same. I prefer dad over mom. I prefer bit. dad over mom. It's a shocking. <laughs> That's her bit. That's her. <laughs> so, like in terms of star vehicles, we inadvertently just followed Mae Whitman twice. Mae Whitman, and she ex- does Daddy's Girl. She does Daddy's Girl. This movie, this this movie definitely has all kind of the when you don't know where to start with the star vehicle, all the usual bits are there. Mm-hmm. Broken home. <laughs> Broken home. Divorce. Chris Maloney. Chris <laughs> Maloney. Um Viola Davis. Wow. Best friend work off the charts. This was her this was her her small part era. This is like She did have a small part era to get good. I think this like came out the same year as like Doubt too. <laughs> no. I'm it pretty did. sure. <laughs> no, it when didn't. When did Doubt come out? I don't remember, but no, it's two thousand and eight. Oh my goodness. She's so good. Um Yeah, 2008. These are two Viola Davis performances oh my God. that came out in the same year. Doubt and Knights in Rodanthe. That's a double feature she that I'd like to see the local cinemas put up. Do. Yes, please. <laughs> she like she definitely got clearly she got offered this role like in January of the year and then by December she was Doubt. <laughs> yeah. Is she, she like, in oh, Doubt, Viola Davis? Yeah. That is her. Okay, okay. 
No, yeah, I, I think she got like an Oscar nomination. No, too. she did. It's just been a long time for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's just it was just so funny because it truly was a part for for anyone. So non-specific. Tru- truly anyone. <laughs> a no name. Truly. It's pretty anyone. shocking that Viola Davis, I think, at this point was a bit no name for most people. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, the movie, the what I expected about the movie was that I thought it was going to be so like locationally mm-hmm. referential, dreamy, really outer in banks. the outer banks kind of like like you have to you 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 would have to go to really get it. Yeah. But instead, what we got was what I felt like was like an audition tape for my favorite show of all time, Tabitha Salon Takeover. Remember that show? Where like if the you want to clips wanna... <laughs> from that show used to give me like it was my favorite. It's like still probably one of my favorite shows, but I her accent. I, I kept I, I thought I, I ended up watching the film through that lens, which was like oh. if Tabitha was reviewing this footage about how this business is run. This in yeah. <laughs> problems. At the right. end, Tabitha would walk up to Diane Lane and say, Give me the keys. I'm taking over because this is Give me the keys. Is, is, is that, how, is that what she sounds like? She's Australian. Right? That's a good Australian. Give me the yeah, keys. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking over. <laughs> yeah, that I'm sorry. I'm it's so, so sorry. It's so funny because like they always seem so shocked that she was there. It was my favorite part about the show. Oh, um, bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. And I... Oh, did you have a... You have to finish your no. thought. No? No, I didn't have anything. I wanted to know like what was your impetus for suggesting this one? Was it just Diane Lane? Because I get it if that's true. I think it, it. this one falls into that category of movies where I've convinced myself I've seen it, but I know but deep I down not. I've never seen it. I know, it. I know. And I was like, I actually need to watch it. Yeah, I, so it was one that I probably wanted to catch in 08, you know, a little, I would a little busy. I would have to have seen it in the theaters. <laughs> Me too. I was definitely busy. Applying for college. <laughs> Applying for, mm, yeah, maybe it was a little pre get Pre-SATs. Pre-SAT, PSAT. PSAT. Nights in Rodanthe. This was that era of time where, and I didn't realize this was a Nicholas Sparks movie, just spoiler alert. This was that era yeah, of time where either. those were being cranked out about one a year at least, minimum. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like this little like teenager convinced I had to go see it as if I'm like a middle class divorcee, you know, like yeah. these movies were not for us. And yet it well, really oh- tickled that like bone. <laughs> It's so funny you say that like these movies are not for us. It was not. At, at the time I was working at a preschool and I remember <laughs> I remember <laughs> listen, it connects. Uh, I, I, one I, we had to sign out every day. Like it, your timesheet w- was communal so everyone could see when everyone was signing out. Mm-hmm. And there was one day someone had put up a little sheet that said sign up for movie night nights in Rodanthe. And I just remember seeing like all the female teachers who were in their 30s and 40s had signed up for the movie night. I just remember thinking like this would actually be inappropriate if I go with them, <laughs> even though I really want to go, even though I really want to go. I, I declined. Oh, you wanted to go, but you like sized up the situation and thought this I knew. isn't good. Well, yeah, because I think that it's in, adorable, that, in that time we were still... We've, we weren't ready for a younger audience to go see Nights in Rodanthe. No, it wasn't, wasn't for us. <laughs> it wasn't for us. But now that I look at it, I'm like, it really had something for everyone. Mm-hmm. It had something for the aspiring innkeeper. It had something, if, if you like storms. This is a if, weather movie. If you like shutters. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's so many shutters. So many shutters. Like Shutter Island. This is Shutter Island. If you like preparing for storms, like doomsday preppers, I think would love this movie because it, this is what not to do. Yeah. If you like smart dressing, if you like, if you like people who put on a shirt for dinner, this yes. is a movie for you. Drink, wine with dinner. I was wine not that, with dinner. <laughs> I wasn't a wine with dinner family, so it's it's fascinating to see. It's like anth- it's an anthropological study for me to watch. Well, these movies are the type, especially of this time. I think there was this whole like women drink wine, women drink wine. Yes, and it's it it clearly obviously I know they don't drink the wine as they're filming, mm-hmm. but this was also the age where if you like count up the glasses, these people they're would dead. be dead. <laughs> 
<laughs> because she has like four glasses of wine as she's putting the dinner together and then she has like three more and then she has shots i'm like she'd be literally on the floor i did count dead. the whis- the whiskey was whoa bad and when she woke up and she was like oh i had three advil and i'm fine i was like no 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 no. like you would this better be three days later because there's no way literally that you would be awake there's no way there's no way that you're now prepping for a hurricane no yeah after that much booze it was scary the whiskey scared (laughs) me okay i want to get on the table i was scared of this movie i didn't i was frightened i didn't like it I mean, you cut this movie in a different way, and it's a horror movie. It's a horror movie. I mean, these are two. Number one, Creepy. it's not Diane Lane's house. That is That gets lost on, I think, everyone pretty quickly. Yes. She's a guest innkeeper with no experience. Zero. And then Richard Gere is a stranger, complete stranger. And when he signs in, he refuses to give his address. Like, this is the beginning of Psycho. This no, is not so- the beginning scary so off-putting I, just, I think politely you say okay sir thank you for visiting the inn i'm gonna have to ask you to leave because i literally gave you one rule which is i need your address yeah, and I you need, said like, contact no. in case something goes wrong for me like that's pretty standard operating procedure like if tabitha was watching that footage she would have been like you need to get the address yeah you're the in you're the innkeeper. you're the innkeeper get it get it from him <laughs> get it there's no choice <laughs> get the address so that's, that what, that's why when i was watching it i really kept watching it through the lens of tabitha coffee thinking what kind of feedback would i give to diane lane about how she's running this joint mm-hmm. and, and there's a honest, lot you as steven i think have feedback enough like you understand enough how to run it in well you don't I, even we need talk- to put on your tabitha hat no, because, and uh, listen, it, it's not too much of a stretch to think that one of my dream jobs would be to run an inn. Oh, yeah. Um, we know this. You know, famously, my my dream job on a you cruise ship house- is housekeeper. Housekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think it's a stretch to think that this is something that it's I can It's in your really wheelhouse, my, minimum. It's in my wheelhouse. No, so I, I, I did watch it with kind of that eye of thinking, hmm. How could she do this better? Yeah. Yeah. I was horrified. I felt frightened so much. The first half of this movie is Beauty and the Beast as far as I'm concerned. It is scary, scary, scary. Yes. Yeah. It's very terrifying. It's very Castle for Christmas as well, by the way. When she goes in the West Wing and she goes, starts rummaging through his stuff, I was like, you're going to, you are asking for it, Oh, you're going to get it. You're going to get it later. (laughs) I would have believed you if you told me this man beats the shit out of her. <laughs> well, it's like when she's when she goes into his room to do, I guess her her efforts at some sort of turndown service, where it just means she picks up his dirty clothes and hangs it on the racks. Oh, I was creeped out I, by that. Yeah, I was like, well, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go in the room, then let's see a change. Let's see a transition. This mm-hmm. is not just you rummaging through his stuff because you're gonna find something you don't want to find. Okay. I was I was like I hope she pries like I hope she goes looking she didn't though yeah really yeah we don't really we don't really get that oh. so again that was quick what? quick cue do you bring framed photos of yourself and your loved ones <laughs> to inns with you <laughs> hardy wooden frame <laughs> yeah uh, me no and I think again this is something where Tabitha would have stepped in and said inappropriate inappropriate <laughs> like. Because what what soon be, like becomes revealed is that Viola Davis has gone on a beautiful vacation, and she has demanded that Diane Lane put her life on the line to, to take care out. of her home. Yeah, she's willing to to let Diane Lane die in mm-hmm. order for the house to stay standing. Die in the land of duty. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> yeah, she's. <laughs> Like, she's literally putting Diane Lane on the front lines of this hurricane. Yeah. She is She is the first responder. Like she- Yes. There's a lot of, like, like pre- preamble to the hurricane going on in this little town. Um, yeah, but the hurricane really sneaks up on us. I felt does. like... I felt shocked I, by it, even though I they felt, mentioned it eight times before. When, when the hurricane starts, I genuinely I was, was like, like oh what? my God, it's We're happening. Not ready. We're not ready. No, they're not ready. They didn't prep. They threw out all that those canned goods. That was that was honestly 
that was one of the most bizarre scenes of the whole movie. So I really was happy that the next scene, she does admit that she was wrong. And she says that she takes the canned goods out of the trash can. Because that was really disrespectful to throw away someone's non-perishable foods just because you don't like them. Wait, I'm truly shocked. Does she take it back in the next scene? Yeah, she does. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. She says it when she wakes up where she's like, oh, I took took the canned goods out of the trash. And I was like, well, okay, well, we're not going to give you an award for that because that's... They shouldn't have been in there to begin with. They shouldn't have been in there from the first place. (laughs) And what was so confusing is that she No bag in the trash can. This is like, you know, when you stand up and you really think you're going to make a point and you don't. Because what she's doing is she's reading off the dates of the food, Mm -hmm. but it's non-perishable, which means... It's a (laughs) non-issue. It's not an issue (laughs) for you to say that the food is 10 years old. That's actually not... Yeah. You're not doing what you think you're doing. Nope. There's no point made. (laughs) Non-perishables, 1996 Vienna sausages. Okay. I felt but like they were shaming. But also, it's not her house. It's they not were shaming. her house. Oh, they were for sure shaming her. They were her. food shaming. Do you know like when you buy a product and like somebody yucks your yum? It's not fair. Yeah. And it was, again, like, you know when you're going to need those? Probably during that hurricane that's about to 48 come. hours from now. <laughs> you're going to wish you had Vienna sausages. Thir- 36 hours. <laughs> I was frightened of the first half of this movie, truly. I felt like Richard Gere was so creepy. I was. Yeah. I felt like his eyes are black. He's like no soul, and he's scary, scary, scary. But turns yeah. out we're kind of supposed to be afraid of him. He, yeah, we're think, supposed to believe think, he's angry. I think your Beauty and the Beast reference is is the most apt because he's. Mm-hmm. I think what he thinks he's giving us is is like dark and brooding. That yeah, that's what he thought. It comes across just kind of mean. It just is like white and scary beating to me. It's very scary. It's like domestic it's violence. Really scary. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like, ooh, I wonder what's I wonder what's behind those eyes. It's like, ooh, I really I actually wish it was Tuesday so you can check out. My fight or flight is kicking in is what I felt. And You're sleeping with the door locked. He's like moving quietly. Like you said, it's supposed to be mysterious, but it's also aggressive. And yeah. she's the only woman in the house and she's cooking for him and he just like picks up his plate and sit plops down in the kitchen, which is her space. Yeah, um, domestic and then goddess. It was scary that he's like invading her space under the guise of I don't want to eat alone. And it just felt, I felt scared for her. Truly so scared. Yeah, because they don't really have a relationship. And the house is so dark to begin with that mm-hmm. it it is confusing. Because also in the scene before was when during the day she hears him get a phone call and he like slams the door on the way out and he's on the beach screaming into the phone. Scary. And I was like, now is your chance. Lock the door. Yeah, lock the door. Run. Call cops. <laughs> he scared the shit out of me. She's alone. I had a point to the to beginning that. I just wrote, yeah. I'm scared of Richard Gere. Um, yeah, I blinked on well, my I point. Think, I think if you're also Viola Davis in the situation where, again, you're you're putting this woman on the front lines of a hurricane. I think the least you could do is cancel the reservation so that she's not stuck there mm-hmm. with a loon. Yeah, but th- that was all in the preamble, the setup. But then to we don't this have movie. a movie. Then we don't have a movie, Stephen. Stephen. <laughs> Although I think do we better. do have a movie. We do have a movie because without she- locking her in the house with this angry, <laughs> angry man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, wait a second. For 40 minutes. You know it is really like Beauty and the Beast. Because it is. You, you want to know why? Because during the hurricane, there's a full-on like wardrobe comes to life and jumps on them like in the Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, it literally happens. It swallows. It almost <laughs> swallows her alive. And then he rescues her. And she's like, oh my God, thank God. And it's just like, what just happened? It's the Beast. Okay, do you want to know what I was going to say earlier? And the town is the town is kind of like kill the beast. They are kill the beast. They're they're trying to kill them with wor- with words. They're trying to eviscerate his reputation, which honestly, yeah. his behavior, he deserved it. He is not yeah, nice. He's kind, of, he's kind of an ass. Um, you want to know what I missed this morning? Um, which I what? think they're banking on us understanding. He what? gave up his home like day of. Yeah. So he's literally packing up his last suitcase and leaving his house for forever. And he goes, I hope you guys enjoy it here or whatever. That's why he doesn't give his address. Because he actually is homeless. This inn is now his home before he goes to see his son. 
lost. Oh, lost and that's on why me. he that's why he already has the book that says medical Spanish. Medical right? Spanish, because he's already planning on going down there. And I was wondering how gotcha. welcome he was okay, down there. That was there. so lost on me. I that's where this movie really like and that's why up. he can't that's why he really can't go home before the hurricane. He right? cannot go home. He has no choice. He even I think he even lies and says I um miss the ferry. Yeah, my miss the ferry or my like flight that. or something. It's just like Oh right, I miss my flight. He doesn't have a home. Okay, it's that so was lost, lost on, us. on me. <laughs> right? Okay, second question then. We needed is, a moving truck. Is is the reason why Richard Gere goes to this inn in Rodanthe, is that because he knows that the family of the patient that died on his table lives there? Yeah, Does I think... Does he know that? I think he got a letter from this man. Okay. Um, Because, okay, so like the key plot point is that's that... that's the only th- thing that makes sense, right? Yeah, that's... So he's down there specifically to talk to this man, but we come to find out he's there pretty much only to defend himself and his actions rather than give okay. like a listening ear. So okay. lost because on their me again. First scene, their first scene when he encounters these people... Is like he's shocked that they're mad at him. But I had watched it up until that point where I'm like assuming he came to confront these people or to say, hey, don't sue me. So Mm -hmm. that scene was just a little bit confusing because when the son of the person who died kind of scares him a little bit. Kicks his car door in. Kicks his car door I don't know. The way that the scene was played, it almost seemed like he didn't know who they were. Yeah. Well, he'd never met them before, which I think. Um, The main plot point is that he accidentally, um, you know, this woman died on his table. She didn't wake up from anesthesia. Another question. Let's hear it. Was this surgery... Okay. Am I reading the scene right where they're they're trying to make it seem like this was going to be his last surgery ever? Or or did I make that up? That was confusing because he did yell at his son. His son's like, hey, dad, are you okay? And he's like, I can't talk right now. This is my last surgery. I think it was his last surgery for the day. Okay. (laughs) Not not Because that line was very confusing because I was, I thought they were really trying to drill down this point that like this was going to be his last surgery ever. Yeah. And somebody died. Yeah. I think that those flashbacky scenes with James Franco as his son, LOL, Eat, Pray, Love, you pray love. You pray love. Um, he had just come from the trauma of that surgery and was rushing to another is what I gathered. And his son is like trying to get him to take a moment. And he's like, I don't have a moment. I got to go. And oh, um, okay. So I so, just read all of these scenes. I don't know. I think that it's ambiguous on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Guess we have to read the book. Guess you have to read the book. Guess we have to read the book. Guess you have to read the book. The book is always better. It's always <laughs> better. I've heard that. It's way better. It's like Harry Potter. Yeah. Gotta read the book. There's more. Um, the other thing that we have to note is that this was kind of an accident. Like she just didn't wake up. So he um never confronted the family after the death. He sent someone else yeah. to go say, Hey, your wife passed. So it, this movie is about it doesn't seem like it's his fault. It really isn't, and that's what they're also trying to drill down. But they don't make it easy to like this guy in the beginning. No, because... It's not his fault, what? though. She, It's like it's, 1 in 50,000. Yeah. But it also, he says it was the anesthesia, which isn't something that he does. So yeah, it was a little bit. It was a little bit confusing as to why they would be suing him, but that's... It doesn't matter. Otherwise, again, otherwise we don't have a movie. Yeah, they filed but, a wrongful death suit against him, but like the anesthesiology, the anesthesia is the issue. I don't yeah, know. And just, maybe we're getting bogged down. Know, we're getting bogged down. But getting bogged okay, down that's actually very helpful to learn that. Okay, because this is, we get the preamble on both the characters, which is, okay, that's his, which is that he sold his house. He's moving on with his life mm-hmm. and he's going to go to Rodanthe to clear up this and then he's going to go clear it up with his son yes in South America okay got it yeah and then Diane Lane equally a little bit confusing the way they kind of set it up mm-hmm. because her scenes start also sort of like a horror movie where like it starts and she's like we have to get packed dad's gonna be here in five minutes and I the way I was reading that scene was like oh like she is leaving her husband in this scene and like she has to get out of the house before he gets home. That's what you read it as? Because she's like, five minutes, we have to pack your bags, pack your bags. If anyone should know before, a before school rush, it's you. 
Okay. <laughs> I didn't. I know. And then she I, was trying to get then, him out of the house to go visit dad. That's what I'm. Okay, actually, that helps explain why because like since i'm so not accustomed to the before school rush oh, I, I thought this this must be a once in a lifetime morning but no this was this is ordinary <laughs> this is every day this is every yes. day that they're acting like this yeah every day she's like scrambling the kids playing video games maybe they weren't going to school maybe she's actually just getting them ready to go to dad's but yeah. they're separated either we, way there was a time where they had to be ready and there it was, was a time it was then and it was right then immediate <laughs> We're getting brooding older daughter from Mae Whitman, like hates mom, like mad at mom because they're separated. We get Chris Maloney as the dad and yeah. he does drop like a bombshell right before her trip to Rodanthe, which is we, I want to get back yeah. together with you. So strange. So strange. Not fair. Not fair. You left. Not fair. And although I will say this, the only thing that I appreciated about that scene was that I thought, wow, this is this is fresh. We don't we don't normally get this. We don't normally get this angle. The cheating is, dad who wants to come back. Yeah, the dad who wants to come back and calling it fresh. the kids. <laughs> it's fresh. And and you get the kids who are like, "Mom, you're the prop, you're the last holdout here." Yes. It was and, just like Sandra Bullock last week. Yeah. Like what did you do to drive him out? <laughs> It was a lot, I will say. It was a lot to be front-loaded with about their relationship in the first 10 minutes of of them being like, okay, they're actually divorced already, but the dad wants her back. The, 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 the daughter wants her to get back together. The son is a lost cause. It was a lot to take in. She has short hair. It was like, it was a lot of... The short hair threw me. It's not Diane. <laughs> Yeah, but I will say that I appreciated it because it was like it, it, it told us everything we needed to know. The kids got out of the house, which I loved. Thank God. And then we were able to kind of accelerate and get us to Rodanthe, which is where we all wanted to be anyway. Yes. So I'll take it. And the movie was only 90 minutes. Like, mm-hmm. you gotta love is an it, hour and a half. I, I live for an hour and a half. It was the perfect length. It's like even less because credits. Or like it's, it was like an hour and 40 shave off five for those credits yeah yeah. i think it was like 97 minutes runtime, yeah. and yeah shave off five this this movie wasn't a second too long i it was no because i was really uncomfortable the first half i have to admit i really didn't like their nights in rodanthe at all i didn't enjoy them at all N- well no because they were scary for me i mean once once diane lane gets to the house She's there alone because she'd already talked to Viola Davis, who was like, um, "He's paying double, so yeah, I'm gonna set you up with this." Although what seems strange is that he did. I mean, he's a surgeon. He's he clearly the house they're conveying to us is this big, big house. He's very wealthy. He could have just rented his own home. So mm-hmm. it it yep. it did beg the question: like, why did he need someone there? And it's like, oh, he just needed like a woman there to cook him dinner yeah it's 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 odd it's kind of off it's not a very you've been there it's not an in town it's not an in town i don't know any like there are also very few hotels like it's very much like you rent your own spot yeah a house on the beach yeah so and he he had money for that oh for sure he had money for that so it was again a little bit creepy that he was like oh i want I want someone to make me food and I want someone to like entertain me. It was a little strange. Yeah. I was creeped out that it was still expected of her to like upkeep the, you know, the show of dinner and the show of breakfast and like kind of be his housekeeper despite knowing that he's like the only one there. I thought that was really odd. I feel like instead of him trudging into the kitchen and being like, I don't want to eat alone. I, I genuinely wish he was like, look, you don't have to do all this. It's just me. Like I'm going to go to McDonald's. Like, I wish he or, said that. Chanel. Or they set it up for us because as they're both heading to Rodanthe, we get billboards of different attractions in the Outer Banks. Mm-hmm. And one of them is the popular restaurant, Dirty Dicks, where we you should have went to Dirty Dicks. Where, where they go and the waiters and waitresses write obscene f- slogans and phrases on napkins and Ooh, tie it on your head. That looks fun. Yeah. That's a place I want to go with mom and dad. <laughs> On vacation the slogan, in the outer The slogan says, that to me is insane. When we would drive by that restaurant and you would see families going into the restaurant, 
I would think to myself, you guys need counseling church yeah you need something you need you need a spiritual cleanse because this is not you know where you want to sit across from the table with your mother and she has a sign that says i got my crabs from dirty dicks yeah no one wants to see that mom no one wants to see that i don't want to see dad wearing a bib i don't want to see it i don't want to see it with with inappropriate phrases so i've never been by the way but that's for the best that's for the best Although if they would like us to come, we'd be more than happy. If to they'd like us to come, we will take vouchers to go. <laughs> we will go. We'll go. Right, whatever you want. We'll <laughs> <laughs> Is the food good? I'm there. <laughs> but anyway, they they could have gone to Dirty Dicks, but they didn't. Um, Maybe they didn't shut down they... for the hurricane. Maybe that's like another plot point that we, I don't know. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right because uh, the town does say, we, we find out there is a hurricane warning um to leave but uh they 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 don't dine out they they really stick to the home yeah yeah so dark too so dark it's a dark dark house it's so scary um it kind of looks like the psycho house don't you think a little bit yeah i think house you said tim burton it's very, it's very like series of unfortunate events yeah that it great one a lot of shutters people at home just picture shutters shutter shutter shutters on like shutter a island dark, dark gray it's, house. yeah and it's 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 definitely in a scary place for a storm. I mean, half the steps go into the water when the tide is up. It's true. So, yeah. I mean, I don't, it's barely hanging on as is. Yeah. So, first 30, 45 minutes of this movie, Diane Lane and him are kind of doing this dance in the house that's, he's kind of angry about something and pissed. And yeah. clearly haunted by flashbacks. We see. And he goes on that run and we get the flashback of what happened that day in, in surgery. And then you, we do, we talked about it. He does go to some random man's house and he finds the son right. and he basically says, tell him I came. And the son kicks his door in. Right. Um, this is the scariest part of the movie. And it's the midpoint, I think, where he comes mm-hmm. to the house and he tries to help Diane Lane carry some like lumber up some steps. And then he just drops <clears throat> it all. And then he's like, it oh, was- shit, or whatever he says. <laughs> It's so scary. He, he pulls up and Diane Lane has the wood that she's going to nail the shutters in so that they don't blow away. And he's like, give it to me. Give, give it to, it to I, me. I need to do this. I'm the and man. And she's like, are, are you okay? Are you okay? And he, he grabs a big bundle, a big bundle of the wood. Too and many. He, he takes three steps and he just drops it all. Because <laughs> we knew that was going to happen. And she's like, did something happen? And this is when he really thought he was doing something because he like screams, he kicked in my car. <laughs> and I was like, what? I do not do well with other people's anger. I feel it very deeply. And I felt so scared for her life. And she yeah. is just nonchalantly just like, oh, I'm sure something. She she kind of knows because there's whispers in the town of like his deal. Yeah. But she just like is is like radiating this safety, this like feeling of I'm okay. And I just didn't feel yeah. okay. I didn't feel good about it. Well, also they had really made a jump because this is, this isn't even before their night of heavy drinking. This is their, their they've jumped from, we barely talk and we eat dinner in silence to now we're yelling at each other. <laughs> like it's like, it's a, I, I thought the title really made sense for this one. Nights in Rodanthe. It's just like a few nights. Yeah. Of like a, a pseudo relationship. Like let's pretend yeah. we're married for 48 hours and see where this goes. Yeah. It's like we went from last night, which is we were just meeting and you're working for me to now I'm just going to scream at you. Yeah. I, <laughs> he's like... a little too comfortable with his anger there. But um, she, she confronts him, doesn't she? She's kind of like, did something happen? And he like, yeah. And he tells her the story. I think he reveals what he happens, does. right? This is when he tells her that, and he reveals to her that he hasn't talked to his son either. Yeah. So he he tells her both of his his pieces of baggage right away. Big big secrets. Yeah. So they're starting to get to know each other. She's show- telling him about her family, um, her daughter, who's like hates her guts right now, and then he reveals he hasn't talked to his son in a year, which made me wonder: was he welcome to come to South America to see his son? Like it it seemed estranged. But he was just going to show and hope for the best. I agree because at the very end when we do meet James Franco and he recounts the story, it very much seemed like it was an unexpected visit. Yes. Okay. It wasn't like... Like surprising. Okay. All right. It was surprising and he was like... And a nice surprise. He, 
He was happy. A nice surprise because he got a new dad. New so, daddy. thanks to her, new daddy. <laughs> post one weekend of that in, and your whole your whole life will change. Literally, yes. So it's yeah. Things don't flip for Richard Gere and Diane Lane until the hurricane because they're kind of pissed at each other after the wood scenario. They yeah they are, but then this is the same night where he's just revealed all of his emotional baggage. Then they go inside, they kind of calm down a little bit, mm-hmm. and they're kind of flirting a little bit mm-hmm. where he's calmed down. And that's when Diane Lane gets a phone call on her Motorola Razor from Good her razor daughter. From her daughter, and she's so excited because her daughter never calls her. Mm -hmm. And that's when he sort of overhears her drama that her daughter Mm -hmm. uh, is only calling to guilt her into getting back with her, I guess, ex-husband at this point. Yeah. Um, So inappropriate. And that's when she's screaming on the phone and he's like, oh, Oh. this innkeeper is also got issues. Oh, that's what prompts the whiskey. That, yeah, exactly. Like, that's I need when, a drink, and then they do the whiskey and the really weird basketball canned goods scene. <laughs> yeah. Again, keep in mind, a hurricane is coming in less than 24 hours, and they are going to throw away all of the non-perishable food. Yep. That's their, that's their plan. That's their big plan. Tabitha? Again, this is where I, this is where I can see Tabitha watching the footage <laughs> and just being like, you know, For those, I have to those listening, over. we're just shaking our heads, and that's it. Just shaking our heads. <laughs> shaking her heads and but this is again this is the night where they're drinking so much they're dancing and this is where again three hours ago this man was holding a hundred pounds of lumber ready to drop it on her and now they're drinking and carrying on in someone else's home it's a lot. Um, it's a lot of swing in one day. I don't mean to accuse you of getting it wrong, but I'm not sold on this order of operations. It, Why? Does that happen first? The lumber thing and then the night of drinking? Yeah. Fuck. All right. Well, that's the one night. Because there is only like two nights in Rodanthe, right? Yeah, it's only two. Because so the, the next night is the hurricane. And then the next night is the hurricane. And then they don't. Yeah. So they are kind of flirting the next night, right? They're starting to warm up to each other. Which are we? This is the night of the drinking. So no, so that's the night of the drinking. So then now I want to fast forward to the okay. wardrobe nearly swallowing Diane Lane whole. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So basically, you're right. Like the next day is the hurricane. That's the hurricane day, see, right? Okay. Yeah, because they wake up. They're both hungover. Mm-hmm. They're both like kind of falling all over each other, mm-hmm. and then that is the only thing that happens before the hurricane is. The towny people yes, of the family that yes. he killed, they pull up and um I forget if he Oh no no no. This is this is when the towny people pull up and Richard Gere really only expresses that he's there to clear his name. Mm-hmm. He's not there to apologize. Exactly. Okay, yeah, this is spot on. Yeah. He yeah. just kind of wants to be like, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. And Diane Lane the lawsuit. is not happy about this. No. And I, I liked what she said to him. I Someone really needed to snap him out of beast mode because it was getting scary. I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we only have a few petals left on the rose. You need to <laughs> You need to calm down. <laughs> you need to snap out of it. Truly. Or else we're all teacups forever. So let's go. But this scene was incredible because, okay, before the towning people pulled up to confront him, the skies looked... I don't know, like it might rain, mm-hmm. but as soon as they pull away, <laughs> it's, it's zero to hundred. <laughs> it's hurricane. It's hurricane. Like now, she really like up those on those you. people didn't even make it home before the hurricane. No, started. I hope they're okay. <laughs> she know, it was like literally thirty seconds later that they. <laughs> yeah, and it was mimicking the anger in Diane Lane, who is expressing, "Look, like that was inappropriate of you to just defend yourself." He is only looking for remorse from you. And she says, you're a part of the worst thing that's ever happened to this man. And I just, I really liked this bit of dialogue. It felt, thank God, somebody is telling this man what he needs to hear. Yeah. No, I did like it too, because I I liked that she was listening to what he was saying. And she's like, no one's saying that it was your fault. Like everyone, all that we're saying is that like you were just saying the language of you were just a part of the worst day of their life. And I thought that was a nice way of handling it i thought it was very cordial and nice and he comes around quite pretty quickly you know, you ever give your parent a piece of feedback and it's just like on deaf ears 
Yeah, no, I agree. Like it really was. It was he the perfectly it. worded. F- yeah, he, he really <laughs> he heard it. her. He was listening, and he heard her. Yes, he really hears it. But um, the only thing that allows them to sort of fall into each other's arms is the threat of death, because like they're kind of like <laughs> he's kind of pissed off that she even said something. She's like, oh, maybe she's even thinking I shouldn't have said something. But he rescues her from a falling piece of furniture, and then it's like, yeah, they are now together in this movie i mean the hurricane is intense it and is. the house has a thousand and one little glass ornaments just waiting to drop mm-hmm. and but the first thing that falls is the heavy heavy bookcase mm-hmm. and um it was sweet that he did choose to save her and rescue her instead of letting her die chose <laughs> i mean he had a choice if we're being honest right <laughs> he could just let her go he could have let her respectfully let her go because that's what she was there for was the accident to put her life was on in the line. place, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have. But then I, I bet he thought, wow, that would have been two bodies on my hands. Yeah. I can't. I'm already in trouble for that. one. We can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. So then they have a hurricane evening. And then from that moment on, I'm a little. It's weird. It's I'm, I'm uncomfortable because he's just been treating her so badly. But I'm a lot more comfortable in that he's dropped the anger. Like he's dropped the show for me. The storm, like, th- that's what the movie's about, is that hurricanes are actually really healing if you let them. If you let them. Also, like, <laughs> maybe he's the hurricane, and it has now passed. Like, the storm has passed. Mm. Because the storm does pass very quickly. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as he saves her from the bookcase, the they kind part. of embrace each other, and <laughs> then it cuts to the morning, and he's like, they wake up, and, well, she's not there, but... Mm. We don't really get a lot more storm drama. The storm's over. Nope, it's over. So all that chatter up top, we're good. We're great. We're good. But the cleanup is intense. There's a lot of damage in that house. I don't recall the windows being shattered in, but all all of a sudden there's all this like windblown shit in the house. There's a lot of (laughs) objects that have been moved around. There's not a lot of structural damage, but what I found very confusing was outside the the beach, which by the way, there's not a house in a mile of each Each direction. Yeah. There's just there's just garbage. There's there's objects that are seemingly from other people's homes all over the yard, <laughs> the no beach, homes. but there's no one around. I don't know where all this stuff. Where did that skateboard come from? Like <laughs> that she's like that she uncovers and she's like cleaning off. Oh, it's too. Good. That's not her skateboard. It's, and it's certainly not his skateboard. Good. And then what's even funnier is that then they cut to his beautiful little two-door jag and not a, not a scratch, not, not a dent, yeah. nothing. Skateboard could have whipped that, didn't. Not even a piece of seaweed on the car. Seaweed would be insane after a hurricane on the beach. I've seen that. It's gross. Yeah. So it was it was interesting, but um, – they're definitely communicating to us that the hurricane was a transformative experience uh-huh. for both of them. Yep. And they spend the day cleaning. I'm not really sure what else happens. I know it leads up to them going to a crab boil. Yes. But before that, oh, okay, that's the next day. Before that, though, or maybe it's that night. Before that is when he realizes that he needs to go and actually apologize to those people. Ah, yeah. He like goes to get in the car and she's like, me too. And, but she like wasn't invited. She just sort of like lets herself in the car with a stranger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's when he goes and he apologizes to the family for not really killing their wife slash mom. Mm-hmm. But, but he's like, there. I will take the responsibility if that helps yeah. you any better. Not legally, but not legally. <laughs> spiritually. Yeah. But he hears him out. He hears the man out. Like, tell me about your wife. And then he gets to hear about the woman that passed away. Yeah, he finally finds out what color her eyes are. Yep. Um, yep. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. And, but once he does that, in Diane Lane's eyes, he's the perfect man now. She's like, this is it. I found him. You're you're healed. You're no longer the beast. You're the hot Prince Charming. Mm-hmm. We're going to go back. We're going to put on hot outfits, and we're going to go to the local crab boil yep. to celebrate the hurricane. Celebrate the hurricane. That's exactly what happened. And they go. And I can't I can't tell if I would like that. Um, I did have like a little bit of a sidebar here personally. Um, I, I bite my fingers so that they they kind of like are really raw. Do, does that happen to you? You don't do that? I'm trying not You're to. You're not an anxious babe. I'm trying not babe. to. So, so when I hear crab boil, I just think about my fingers stinging. 
So I'm not really a fan. <laughs> From all the sauces? Yeah. I So uh, I, I have personal experience with peel and eat shrimp here in Los Angeles, California. <laughs> it's called the Boylan Crab. And Los Angeles, California? In Los Angeles, California. And I went with my cousin like a year or two ago and we scream cried. Like, like, wait, like like seafood bag food? Yeah. You get like the shrimp yeah, in a bag with the with the corn and some yeah. potatoes. Just like, Beth, just like Bethany. Just like Bethany. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was really having a sensory experience from that Bethany video. But yeah, so they go to the crab boil and then this is sexy night. This is sexy, sexy night. It's sexy, but also it's like she's wearing a really appropriate dress. And I really thought to myself, she's sort of like playing or in his eyes, she's like a sexy nun. Like she is just there to kind of emotionally and spiritually heal him. It's it, it it's hard to, to realize Sexy that they're actually nun. like they're actually in love, you know? Like yeah. it's been 48 hours and 36 of those hours he's either been screaming or threatening to throw wood at her. So mm-hmm. it's I I, I, I I will buy that they had a good time. I certainly I certainly would buy that. But we're supposed to now believe that these two are in lockstep and star crossed, baby. Like they're they're together. Yeah, it's it. These movies go zero to a hundred for me. Um, <laughs> but I guess we have to when it's an hour and thirty minutes, you know. So well, that's the funny thing. There's literally like twenty five minutes left of the movie. I know, I know. Which the last half of this movie really did make me chuckle. It's just letters being exchanged back and forth, montage style, voiceover. Really, literally, really economical with that footage. You know, like I loved it. They didn't I have to shoot it. very much at all. I mean, they literally sep like. His stays over, mm-hmm. and that's when he can lets her know that now he's going to go off to South America. Yes, and they let us know that they're definitely an item because as he's pulling away, he has to get out for one last little smooch and kiss. Oh, he does. To let us know that they love back. each other, and uh, he he goes to South America. She goes home, and you're right. They begin this furious like pen pal game. Which was each other. insanity to me. There are phones, <laughs> right? There's phones. And it's 2008. She has a cell phone. She has a cell phone and she has internet. But you're waiting with bated breath for like letters. I cannot with this movie. This is very much like South America is a different world. It's like it's like you wouldn't get it. <laughs> just you just don't question it. You wouldn't get it. They, we don't have Wi-Fi here. <laughs> he does say though at one point... Where, well, James Franco does say this because, like, when he's trying to explain why Richard Gere felt the need or why he why it was so important to save the medicine um, before the mudslide came, he does say to her, because she's, like, a little bit confused, like, why they had to stick around, like, yeah. when that mudslide was coming. <laughs> and he does look at her and go, well, you got to understand. It's, understand. it's that part of the world. <laughs> And we're not laughing so at South no, America. Like, we're laughing at this American's idea of trying to explain they were to just us. Like, they were just like, we'll never get you won't anything get it. here. You, he literally says it to her, like, if you think you if you think you're gonna say, why didn't you guys just leave? Just leave. Think again. You don't get it. You don't it's, get it. It's it's that it's that part of the world. Medicine is like gold to that part of the world. <laughs> Antibiotics. So yeah, it's so wild. Oh my God. But they do, so they're they're sending letter after letter, and they're becoming, I would say, arguably a little bit inappropriate because they are kind of hot and steamy, but they're mm-hmm. also making like these real big plans of like he's gonna meet her kids, he they're gonna spend their time together. Like it's a lot for we spent a long weekend where we trauma bonded over a category one hurricane. <laughs> To now we are going to spend gonna the rest blend, of our lives they're gonna together. They're going to fully blend their lives together based this on... This is Drew Barrymore blended. Blended. Like that is what... <laughs> he's like, he's. Like, I can't wait to meet Amanda and Danny, her children. And I'm just like... I thought that was inappropriate. Take a seat, I, I do, buddy. You have to be invited. I do think it was inappropriate. And But we, we see as the letters are coming that she's also working on kind of an amateur wood box... Mm-hmm. Um, cause they did visit really the art room. Up. They visited the art room in the Tim Burton house and they found out that this <sighs> box is like a little keepsake box and the more warped and ugly the wood, the harder it is or something to make a box or something. 
something like Some, that. Something like that. So she's like, she's working on the box for him for when he returns and, from South America. And at the same time, her daughter starts to catch on that like, wait, mom all of a sudden likes to read and write letters. Mm-hmm. And mom is spending all of her time making this kind of like weird box. Something's going on. Something's up. Mom's horny again. <laughs> mom is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now mom is the beast. So literally. So we we start getting information that like, oh, next week is the week. Oh, three days from now yeah, is the day. Yeah. Oh, today's the day. And I was real I'll thankful. At- I was like, speed it up. This is great, though. Thank you. Yeah. Because it's like, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, my flight lands at eight. I'll be at your house by whatever, 9 p.m. Last letter. And she puts on another tasteful dress and sits there. Could you imagine and- making plans only via letter? That's it. Just yeah, a- letter. No phone call. Just yeah it it really only works in this context um it doesn't it it doesn't really make sense because you would think they would have at least exchanged an email like you were saying call me before you board call me before you board yeah something like that um call me when you land he doesn't show and and we are like what uh, is good yeah, but I also thought, okay, that's actually kind of appropriate. Maybe he's setting a boundary. Like, I don't need to go right away. Or cold, cold feet. Like, oh, oh now it, I actually have to do this thing that I said I would. You know? Yeah, now it's like, now that he actually has to go and spend time with her, with her, like, bratty kids that he heard screaming at her on the phone, he's probably like, oh, actually, I don't want to do that. I was racking my brain for why he wouldn't show, and I came up with many more reasons than death, you know? I... Yeah, I I would have I thought that what's going through her mind is like, oh, he's married. Something else is going on where like this was like a fun. Like she's only known him in a very isolated area of the world. It's like vacation like she's only, best friends, you know. You remember those yeah, friends like she used knew, to make on vacation? Yeah, she knew him at the inn, and then all of a sudden he's going to South America to visit his son, quote unquote. Like, she doesn't really know what's going on. Yeah. So, um, he doesn't show up, but then the next day, James Franco does. And you know, you it's bad. Like, you know something bad <laughs> happened when it's this, when James Franco shows up. Because he has a box. He has a box of his, his personal affect. Yeah. I couldn't, I kind of was in disbelief, even though this is a Nicholas Sparks-like movie. Um, and I saw Walk to Remember, so I know how that one ends, you know? <laughs> And the notebook, you know. I should have known. I should have fucking known. I should have known. Should have seen the writing on the walls, Chanel. It's such a short movie, though. First to have someone die is so shocking to me. Very off-screen death, but yes. Yeah. Very off. Yeah, we do kind of get like a grainy kind of look at how it it all went down. I I cannot believe they shelled out for that um, special, those, those, um, Stunt footage. The stunt footage. The stunt footage of the, pouring of the, into the house. mudslide. Um, <laughs> but we do find out that that's how Richard Gere died, is that he went down to South America and he actually was in really good spirits. and mm. Changed man. Um, a changed man. A changed man. And he did die because it's that part of the world and he had to save the medicine. The medicine. And he did. Um, I, I'm left to believe he did. So yeah, it's hard to really understand how he saved the medicine because it seemed like from the grainy footage that he died while he was trying to get the medicine. So yeah, but I think I think we are to believe that he saved the day. We um, hope. I, much like she movie, was on the front lines, he was on the front lines. I was just gonna bring it home for us, and you you beat me to oh, it. Sorry, you say it. Di- is this movie about dying on the front lines? <laughs> <laughs> In the line of duty. Yeah. In the line of duty, that could have been the name of the movie. In the line of duty. Because what's so funny, though, is that, like, immediately James Franco is like, however, I'm just happy that he went to your transformative weekend academy and he was in a good mood when he was there. So thank Thank you for that. Thank you. You saved my dad. (laughs) James Franco is so stiff. I can't believe we ever thought he was great. We we had a moment with Mr. James Franco. This country, yeah, it's it was very much um, like I think you're right where it's like oh, he'll sell it because he's attractive, yeah, and it's it's the way the scene works is very much like um, thanks thanks for your help. 
she's selling the shit out of it though with her grief. But if I was his son, right? Yeah. I would have been like, this woman that worked at the hotel that you stayed in? Let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. The innkeeper? What is this, Clue? Like, it's like, that's the woman that you are now connected to spiritually, emotionally, physically Mm -hmm. for the rest of your life? Yeah. And now I'm going to need to go and drop off some of your personal items at her house? Yeah, and the logistics of like, this woman was expecting him the night before on a flight and James Franco wouldn't really know that. Like, how would he know that she's sort of waiting with bated breath, like, for this is, him to yeah. arrive? So it's like, him showing up the next day feels a little bit like, how'd you know? I did think that because one of the items in his in, in the box that he gives her is the last letter that he never sent, ah. which is where he does say, um, I'm so excited to meet your kids, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. What I think he should have done is just added you know, kind of crossed out some of the lines of the letter and just wrote, hey, sorry, I'm actually not going to be able to see you ever again. It's send, um, send don't that ever, along. Don't ever contact me. <laughs> um, thank you. And then send it. Yeah, the sun's saving her because from a lot of heartbreak. She didn't really need to know that he died in a <laughs> mudslide. Like, they really weren't that... It wasn't that serious. Oh. <laughs> it's I think dramatic, that would have been easier. Right? It's dramatic. He shows up with a box of letters and it's just like, this movie, Nicholas Sparks wants to exist in the 1800s. Unfortunately, he doesn't. Yeah. This poor, it, this it, poor it, man it, regrets that he's born in the common era. You know? Yeah, yeah, He's not yeah. happy about it. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. It certainly is, is, is more romantic. Um, I just think that if we were trying to help this innkeeper out, we could have just sent her a letter with it, with kind of a made up, a white lie, if you will, to let her know that she would never be seeing this this man again. This, this, that's a different movie, but wow. Good for you <laughs> for coming up with that and, one. And she sort of made a box for his ashes, which I thought was cute, but then I thought... Wait, you thought that was we, for ashes? Well, I thought she could use it for ashes. Oh, okay. You were seeing alternate purposes for the box. Got but it. Then, but then I realized you probably wouldn't have the body. It was just... Oh, yeah. Now missing. she has the box. She should have given him the box. Missing James in action. Franco. They should have traded boxes. <laughs> that would have been cool. <laughs> But she does. So in the end, she uses the box to show her daughter. She he could have left her his Jaguar. That's what I would have taken. He probably did. Maybe after the credits rolled something. Yeah. He, he wouldn't have had time to change his will. There's no way. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to us. The legality like, of it all. It, they're like, wait, for the innkeeper, you want to leave her? Wait, the, wait, wait. Let what? me get this straight. The, the, she's not Sleep even. Sleep on the, it. Wait, time out. She's not even the innkeeper. She's the fill-in innkeeper. She, she's, she's the temp. She doesn't even own the home. She is the temp yeah it's oh, um man, but her grief is really hard to watch that's the only part that made me really sad is watching her be sad you know yeah her sitting in the kitchen and then the daughter comes in and traumatizing this, i'm traumatized traumatizing like mom is like toast. yeah she's not all right <laughs> and the daughter sends the little boy away and she goes up and she starts like asking mom to open up and like tell she basically says like i could tell something was going on here can you tell me about him like what's going on and this is where i really wanted diane lane to look at her and be like now you want to be in my life now you care go to your room oh you only want the story when it's juicy yeah how about where were you yesterday yeah yeah, where were you? I, I, if you find, we find out that Diane Lane actually covered her ex's back for the kids. She kind of sugarcoated what dad did to help yeah. the kids out, which is very hope floats. Same thing. Minus the taxidermy. Wa- wash and rinse. Plus some weather. Hope floats could have used 100% more rain. We agree. Could have used more rain. More rain. <laughs> yeah, so. So, yeah, I mean, that's that. Like, she. Has some reconciliation with her children and it's supposed to be this like breath, this exhale for all involved of like, yeah. he, she changed him, Richard Gere, who, and mm-hmm. he then was able to have a relationship with his son. You gave me my dad back. Thank you. And then exhale for her in that her daughter is like, I understand now you can tell me yeah. things. Like, I'm not a little kid. Like you can tell me. And then she's like, I yeah. will talk about my 48 hour love affair with this man. Once you get that terrible belly tattoo removed. removed. And fix your hair, please. <laughs> and fix your hair. The hair was terrible, but it was so 2008. Oh my God. Do you remember that in your, in school? Yeah. Just like angsty teen hair. Oh, it's hard to look at now. It's very choppy. 
I will say, though, that none of the scenes got me emotionally, but I will say that the scene at the very end when the horses did get me very, very close. I'm, I'm going to say it's the score. I'm going to blame the music. It was, the score it kicks was. in, horses on the beach, and she's doing her Diane Lane, like, under the Tuscan sun ending, like, smile and laugh, and it's very endearing and lovely. Oh, uh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. I missed her voice. I love Diane Lane's voice. It's perfect. Yeah, it's so unique to her. It's unique that, and like just smooth. It's good. Yeah. You could almost taste purple. That's what I'm thinking of <laughs> from Under the Tuscan Song. When no she, one's going to believe that. When she does the flowery Ugh. girl language that you said. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, a very medium movie for me. Hate to say it. But we love Diane Lane. It's Di- This is Diane Lane... Um, Diane Laning, and I'm—I mean the haircut, I mean the outfits, and I mean the voice. Yeah, it was. You know, one thing that really struck me again with this movie is that she does have a very classic sensibility to herself, mm-hmm. where even her dressing and not her dressing for the food that she makes, but like her outfits are all very now. Like she actually feels very contemporary in the way that she presents herself, yes. in a way that. A lot of the other stars, and I know that it's costuming, but it does feel very unique to her, where she does feel very now in ways that other stars don't. Diane Lane is absolutely timeless, and it actually is really fun that we talked about this in Under the Tuscan Sun. The costuming in that movie, too, it was so timeless, it could have been happening in the moment. Yeah, because it really could have steered, you know, very then, but it, it felt very now, and in that way... I found it very refreshing and um, we said it, but the run, the runtime I think is what really makes this movie a star. The runtime is the star of the movie. It's the star of the show. It's very easy. You really only have three. They could have tacked on 30 minutes if they wanted to. Oh, please. God, no. They have have three parts for you to digest in this movie. It's um, beauty and the beast. Mm-hmm. like beginning like a bit of a love affair middle and then all you have to digest is some letter writing at the end like it's so easy so easy so easy it's easy <laughs> and it ends with horses come on yeah it's come it's, on um and you don't even need to be from rodanthe to appreciate it because no one is from rodanthe bonus <laughs> bonus points this could have been shot anywhere they could have put the sh- the establishing shots of the bridge and then took us to a lot in California, which maybe they did. Yeah. Who knows? I don't. Yeah. No, it definitely seemed like they they took pains to film it on site there. You think it so? Seemed like there was a lot of exterior work that I, that I thought was I'm not uh, sold that the house is physically there. I looked it up. That house is real. Where is it? In Rodanthe? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Okay. But wow. I'm pretty sure the interior is. Sound stages? Not, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they had to destroy but the, it. that house is real there. And they filmed a lot of the exterior in the area. Oh, wow. But I'm pretty sure the interior is... Elsewhere. That's a shame because yeah. I really wanted to visit the Blue Room in person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting you in the Blue Room. Putting you in the Blue Room. <laughs> that room is so creepy. It literally was Beauty and the Beast. It was like very Baroque, you know? Mm. Ah, all right. I feel good about that one. What do you think? Do you have anything else to say? Any notes? no i mean i've i'm glad that i pushed for this <laughs> and that you did by just suggesting it lightly one day <laughs> i said hey i think we should do nice we're doing day. this we're i doing should have this. had some pushback of nicholas sparks but no i'm glad we did it this is one i always meant to see in 2008 so it's a long time coming for me yeah personally. i would agree that it um, it's like a 15 year I've Rain waited, check. we've waited 15, 16 years to watch it, and mm-hmm. now's the time. I have to admit, I didn't even know what Rodanthe was. I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, I was call- I was jokingly calling it Knights in Rodanth. <laughs> and that's not funny. It's not funny. But not when funny. I was 15, it's it really was really disrespectful. Funny. It's really disrespectful. <laughs> I need people to see your face. Do you laugh at people's towns? It's not is that funny. What you do? Do you, la- do you, you laugh do at what kind of canned goods people buy when they're prepping for storms? It's not funny. Well, that was the ironic part is he's like, oh my God, Ew. lard. Ew. Do you know what that does to your veins? Dude, you're not as eating it. You're cooking with it. 14th drink. I was like, um. You don't know what it does to your arteries either because you, were, you yeah. were doing a cosmetic procedure at the beginning of this movie. Yeah, I was like, I feel like the one person I'm not going to go to for medical advice. <laughs> you, buddy. Dr. Death. <laughs> so. 
we have to end on that. I think we're good. <laughs> um, oh, God. Okay. You guys know the drill. Find us where you get your pods. Don't forget to send us a review. We are tired of waking up without them. Please. <laughs> And then, yeah, the town of Rodanthe and or Dirty Dicks, we are open for collabs. Yeah. <laughs> We've got the pull. So just have your people call our people, you know? Yeah. Like like a tide, like a rising tide, it lifts all lifts boats. all sails. <laughs> we did it. All right. Bye, Stephen. Bye.